Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Thanks for listening this Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. Topics on today's episode include virtual builder technology, the racketeering business that is appraisals, and my interview with Michael Ferris on the strategic benefits of a single system of record across your mortgage stack. It's been said that Adam and Eve were the first people not to read the Apple terms and conditions. Huh, huh. <laughs> and who says you have to wait until the end for a joke? Additionally, who has actually read their phone's manual? Technology marches on, with or without us. Two major public home builders, Taylor Morrison and Pulte Group, recently piloted programs where buyers can choose, design, and finance a new home virtually and add it to their shopping cart. A realtor friend of this commentary sent a note about days on the market of existing homes. Quote, in May 2020, the average was 47 versus May 2021's 26. It is difficult to see how it could get any lower than that. MLS stops counting days on the market once a home goes pending, with most homes still being financed, and loans take a while to get approval, usually 20 days or so. So if the home is on the market seven days before offers are taken, that would be 27 days total. Cash, of course, closes faster. The biggest slowdown in the market right now is getting appraisals done in a timely fashion. Appraisers are all very busy, and trying to get one done now is usually a very difficult and time-consuming process. It used to be that 15 days was plenty of time for an appraisal, but now it is strictly on a case-by-case basis. End quote. For what it's worth, my money's always on the appraisal coming in exactly at the purchase price, which I don't understand why I would have to wait two weeks for that. Hmm... Today's podcast is presented by Origins, a CU Direct brand. Origins provides integrated origination technology solutions that transform the lending experience. Their end-to-end digital mortgage platform covers the entire lending lifecycle, from application to closing, giving mortgage lenders the ability to replace their POS, LOS, and CRM stack with a single modern platform, or use the modular capabilities of the platform to integrate Origins anywhere in your tech stack, wherever you need to make the biggest impact on your lending. With origination, processing, underwriting, closing, funding, and delivery under one innovative platform, lenders can achieve big results in less time and at a lower cost with origins. With that being said, I wanted to welcome back to the podcast Michael Ferris, Vice President of Strategic Solutions for Origins. In his role, Michael leads the Strategic Solutions Group, which focuses on large-volume mortgage lenders. A seasoned industry veteran, he previously served as Senior Vice President at Digital Lending Solutions. And prior to that, he served as Senior Vice President of Digital Docs, Inc. His focus on integrity and process-driven sales solutions resulted in negotiated contracts with top 100 lenders in diverse technology and service industries. You ready, Michael? Yeah, I'm always ready, Robbie. Sweet. Let's do it. So today we're talking about the strategic benefits of a single system of record across your mortgage stack. The advances we're now seeing in mortgage tech are rooted in solving the real-world challenges lenders are facing today. What are some of the biggest challenges you see facing lenders? You know, Robbie, as I see it, you know, from lenders, there's a lot of, uh, you know, surveys out there, different things like that. So, you know, combining those with hearing from lenders that are uh, looking at origins, probably the, probably the three biggest items I see is one, driving down costs to manufacture their loan, two, delivering on what today's borrower want. And three, movement to a uh, purchase market. You know, with everyone in the refi boom lately, everyone knows a refi is a little bit of an easier loan. So recalibrating your company on the purchase side, um, which also ties into the driving down the cost to manufacture loan. It is more expensive to do a purchase loan as well. 
So what are you looking at with your tech stack? Most of the time when you're in a refi boom, you're not looking at your tech stack yet. A lot of times you're, you know, you're pushing through, you're adding people to uh, fix a problem of capacity issues, different things like that. All that does is raise the cost to manufacture the loan. So I think right now they're looking at as the market's changing, a little less refis, still, still a good amount of refis and more of a purchase market. How do I bring down my cost to manufacture that loan and make a profit on, on doing these loans? So I would say those are the three biggest. I think from a you know CEO, if you if you look at the surveys out there, I think another one is retaining staff. That goes to the point as I just mentioned a second ago on the refi you know refi boom going on. They have um, you know they were adding people to the problem, um, not changing processes, not changing technology, but adding people to fix the problem. So I think that's probably another one that they have in their mind. And I think one of the great things technological innovation has brought to the mortgage industry over the last couple of years is a single system of record or a, a technology that allows for a single system of record, I should say. How does the emergence of a single system of record become a vital strategic tool and a competitive differentiator for lenders? Can you talk about that a little bit? I think a lot of that, you know, and you'll see in, you know, RFIs, RFPs, people asking, what can you keep from um, repeating and asking the same questions to the borrower, the same tasks of the borrower? One being a single system record does that, you know, our backend tasking and conditioning management screens bring forth to the POS. So the borrower is seeing that from the backend as well. So if you think of a traditional POS and LOS, you have a static set of conditions in a POS, they're answering those and then dropping that file into the LOS single system record built together, we have the you know complete bi-directional communication within that two systems together. So you are defining what needs to be done by the borrower. And it's not two different things as you go back and ask the borrower again. Stratmore Group did a poll and literally the largest tractor of net promoter score is asking the borrower for something more than once. So that, that really changes it when you're in a single system of record. I think it also speeds up of getting the loan to closing. Um, I think you have the availability to do a straight through underwriting, which has always been a, a passion of mine to get there. Um, not only with the POS and LOS as a single system of record, I wouldn't say, you know, that's completely the holy grail, but adding in some different things like the BOAs that you have out there now, or BOI, a work number, things like that. Borrower should be able to self-provision and get that loan straight through underwriting. Again, if you're asking, you know, the same thing more than once, you can't get through that. By combining the, the conditions and tasking, both on the back end and the front end being the same, you can get to that point. Certainly makes sense. And uh, I, I love all the acronyms there. So... <laughs> <laughs> Did I, sorry, sorry no, you're, you're good. the mortgage soup when you get into verification of assets, verification of income, you know, the, you get, get into the uh, acronyms there. Sorry about that. No, no worries. And I'm going to use some acronyms myself here. When comparing all-in-one solutions that include both an LOS and POS versus best of breeds, what are the key benefits that set these single systems apart? A lot of people have been using older LOSs for a while. They're trying to tack on a newer front end POS. And when doing that, you have some disjointed integrations with that, that bi-directional data flow back and forth from the systems um, doesn't always go as planned. With a single system of record, you're built on the same architecture on the back and the front. And as I mentioned in the earlier question, you have conditioning and tasking set in one place. So you don't have two different sets of what the condition's called, what the task is called. So the borrower is getting exactly what you need when you need it. Automation all in one system. Um, it's tough if you have two different systems to continue automation from the front end to the back end. Um, we have a saying here, you know, automate the core of your system. You can do automation with, with you know, legacy systems, 
but you have to tack on plugins. You know, uh, you have to hire someone to add on automation. Just as simple as a you know automated file assignment. You're going to have to hire someone outside to build that onto your system. Whereas in Origins, we automate the core and have that included as part of the core system. Which I think is great because at the end of the day, it only means a better experience for the borrowers and more customer satisfaction. So that that's really great news. Agreed. Well, Michael, thank you for coming on and talking to me today. Robbie, thank you again for you know all you do. Enjoy the podcast. It's getting more information out to the uh, industry, which I always think is good. Sweet. And I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, Robbie. Thanks. Bye. Rates exhibited little movement yesterday, despite the receipt of strong home price and consumer confidence data. Consumer confidence soared in June to the highest level for the index since the pandemic began last March thanks to more positive views about the economy and job market. Consumer spending activity is expected to remain robust in the short term, evidenced by a rise in plans to take a vacation and an increase in the proportion of consumers planning to buy automobiles, major appliances, and homes. Speaking of homes, the pace of new and existing home sales eased in May as prices have pushed some buyers back to the sidelines. Despite seeming like the inventory for new homes is about five days, it was at five months' worth, and existing homes inventory increased to two and a half months. Over the last 12 months, new home prices were up 18.1%, and existing home prices were up 23.6%. In regard to buying homes, U.S. home prices jumped the most since 1988 in April, with property values rising around 15% from a year ago. Note that a year ago, the entire U.S. was in lockdown, though looking at historical data, it would seem COVID only exacerbated an existing supply problem. That supply and demand imbalance should get some relief as lumber prices fall and the foreclosure and eviction moratoriums expire. The question now is how long mortgage rates and the demand for properties that have fueled the market for more than a year will continue. Returning to news du jour, today brings a preview of Friday's payrolls report in the form of ADP. We've received that, in it up 692000 as well as mortgage applications from the MBA, which decreased 6.9% from one week earlier for the week ending June 25th. Later this morning brings Chicago PMI for June and the pending home sales index for May. Two Fed presidents are scheduled to speak, starting with Atlanta's Bostitch, followed by Richmond's Barkin. The desk of the New York Fed will purchase up to $5.2 billion of 30-year 2% and 2.5% mortgage-backed securities. We begin Wednesday with agency MBS prices up, better nearly an eighth, and the 10-year yielding 1.45% after closing yesterday at 1.48%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Did you know that before the crowbar was invented, crows had to drink at home? (laughs) Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Origins. With the Origins Mortgage Platform, you can offer your borrowers and loan officers a truly modern mortgage lending experience. Discover the mortgage platform designed to evolve and scale with a rapidly changing lender landscape. Visit origins.com today. That's O-R-I. G-E-N-C-E dot com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search mortgage news on any platform you get your podcast from.